Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Dive, the podcast that asks, whoever said business news has to be all business. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. We look forward to a password-less future. Those were the words of Apple's VP of Internet Technologies, Darren Adler, at Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference in June. That's why we've helped create a next-generation credential that's more secure, easier to use, and aims to replace passwords for good. Apple isn't the only company planning for a password-less future. In fact, as far back as 2004, Bill Gates predicted the death of the password. Yet almost 20 years later, it remains undefeated in internet security. But when Apple sets its mind and considerable resources to something, it's often successful. So maybe now, finally, the password's reign of tyranny might be coming to an end. It's Monday, the 17th of July, and today I want to know, what does a password-less future look like? To talk about this today, I'm joined by my colleague here at Equitymates. It's Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome to The Dive. Sasha, good to be here. Uh, this is a interesting one, not one that we expected to be talking about passwords, but I promise you passwords are interesting. And to make it interesting, I've got a few fun facts and a quiz question <laughs> for you to start off the episode. Yeah, because I thought usually I'd, I'd ask you, you know, something about a password, but you can't really do that on mic in front of lots of people, can you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> most people have a common word as the root of their password. So what's your common word? I'm not Sasha? telling you. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I know what it is already. It's Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Hit me with these facts. So a few fun password facts to begin. The average person has between 70 and 80 passwords, according to password manager NordPass. I didn't count mine, I'll be honest. Microsoft reports nearly 1,287 password attacks every second, or about 111 million each day. Wow. Cybersecurity Ventures reports that 44 records are stolen from data breaches every second. I said these are fun. These are kind of just grim. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't have anything to say to this. <laughs> All right. Less fun facts, more interesting facts. Okay. Okay. In 2021 alone, over 24 billion login credentials were exposed, an increase of 65% compared to 2020. More than 80% of data breaches are the result of weak passwords. And on the theme of weak passwords, 51% of passwords are reused. I think we're all guilty of that though, right? 100%, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think those fun facts also frame the story, which is that cyber attacks are very common and are often driven by weak passwords. Passwords are a weak point in cyber security. Mm. And to illustrate just how weak, Sasha, I have a question for you. Do you know what the most common password is? I think it must be like password one, two, three 
or something like that. So I asked Simon and Alf in the office uh, before jumping in the studio and they both guessed password as well. No one has password as the number one. Depending on the list you look at, it's as high as two, as low as five. Mm -hmm. The uh, data set that I'm going to use is from the United Kingdom's National Cybersecurity Centre. They compiled a list of the top 20 most common passwords from the 100 million passwords that were leaked in data breaches in 2019. Uh, So pretty robust data set. Mm -hmm. Uh, Password is number four on their list. Okay. So what's number one then? I'll give you a hint. It's not even a word. Oh, is it one, one, two, three, four? Close. One, two, three, four, five, six is the most common. So across every list you look at, that's the most common. I guess character limits, but yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, most common password. Some other prominently featured ones on these lists, ABC, one, two, three, mm. one, 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 QWERTY, Q-U-E-R-T-Y. Yeah. Password one. Surprisingly, number 14 on this list, I love you. <laughs> Who's writing that to their computer? That's so sad. I don't know. <laughs> I, another one that I've seen on a couple of lists uh, is let me in. Uh, okay. I don't know what this so, says about humanity. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says that no one likes remembering passwords. Well, that's true. <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, for many people, the sheer number of passwords that need to be remembered is the really overwhelming thing. And they get around that in two ways, either a password manager like one pass or I use LastPass. And remember password settings in your browser of choice. I know Chrome has that, Safari lots of different internet browsers. But this story about the death of the password, that's not what we're talking about here, is it? No. Apple and its tech peers want to end the password entirely. Because, you know, the the irony of your password manager, Sasha, is you still need to remember a password. (laughs) It is just a critical password now. (laughs) It's like the stakes are really, really high. (laughs) Because I think I counted up once I have 120 different accounts and yeah it obviously I'm not remembering 120 secure passwords so yeah I just need no because you use the same one every time (laughs) (laughs) no I have very good cyber hygiene I'll have you know I want that on the record that's good that's good uh but no uh these tech giants Apple Microsoft and Google are really leading the charge they want to take human memory out of it entirely. They envisage a future where we have to remember zero passwords. Okay, so what has Apple announced then? So Apple's latest software updates, the iOS 17 and uh, their Mac OS Sonoma, will automatically assign users unique pass keys tied to their Apple IDs that can replace individual passwords in accounts across the internet. Basically, every time we're asked to create a new account on a website or a platform or an app, Apple will give us the option to create a pass key instead, and then we'll be able to log in by using our biometric features, uh, touch ID, like our fingerprint, or face ID. Uh, and this feature is going to be synced across all Apple devices. Passwords may be a thing of the past, with the widespread adoption of pass keys. Passwords have been around for a long time. Strong passwords are difficult to remember, so many people don't bother creating strong passwords, or they reuse the same password for everything. 
Alec, can I ask the stupid question? What's the difference between a password and a passkey? Like, is it just a rebranding where they're like, oh, it's so different now? Yeah, so this is the critical part of this story. We're moving from a password world to a passkey world. A password is a string of numbers and letters that authenticates a user and gives them access to a platform or a website. We're telling the website, I'm Alec Renahan, and I'll prove it by putting in my secret string of numbers and letters. Yeah. A pass key is when the device that you're using authenticates us as a user based on our, generally based on our biometrics. Okay. And then shares that authentication with the platform or website. So the our iPhone or our computer says, I know this is Alec Renahan because he's put his fingerprint on my fingerprint reader and I'm confirming that he should have access to Alec Renahan's account on, you know, Facebook or whatever platform you want to use. So the difference between a code for your phone and Face ID. Exactly, exactly. That's the perfect example of it. And it's a way to make all of our online lives a lot more secure because it's a lot harder to hack someone's face or (laughs) finger like it's a lot harder to hack uh, the device's biometric reader than it is to guess or brute force or find out in some other way someone's password hey i've seen mission impossible i know it's not completely impossible but yeah i do recognize it's harder (laughs) it's a lot harder for hackers to chop my finger off and put it on a computer than it is to guess my not so secure password i think is the point (laughs) So is this just for Apple devices? Is this a way to lock more people into the ecosystem? Yeah, so interoperability is going to be a really important question when it comes to these pass keys. Just on the Apple announcement, their pass keys will also be made available on non-Apple computers with the ability to scan a QR code on a website and then remotely unlock the account on internet browsers like Chrome or Edge. So what that means in practice, let's say you have an Apple iPhone and you've authenticated your pass key uh, on the iPhone and then you've got a laptop that's a Lenovo laptop, uh, you'll be able to use your Apple device and Apple pass key to then authenticate yourself even on your Lenovo laptop. And this isn't a new ambition for Apple. They've tried to do this before, haven't they? Yeah, it's been part of a years-long quest for Apple and for other tech companies to reduce consumer reliance on passwords. And you mentioned Face ID. Their laptops now have fingerprint readers. They recognise that passwords are inherently insecure and a pretty clunky solution. Customers don't remember their passwords. It creates friction when you have to go forgot passwords and then you have to reset it into something else. It's a problem to be solved for Apple and these tech companies. Yeah. And crucially, just then you said these tech companies, because zooming out, this isn't just Apple working on on the death of the password. Yeah, that's right. Let me introduce you to the FIDO Alliance. Started in 2013, it is a coalition that includes some of the most influential tech companies, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and Google. What does FIDO stand for then, Alec? Because that's not an acronym. Uh, it, it is. It, it is Fast <laughs> oh, sorry, Identity Online. It's <laughs> like it's F-I-D-O, which is an acronym. Yeah, they could have gone with GAM though, Google, Apple, Amazon and Microsoft, which could have been more fun. No, I think the alliance is more about what it's trying to do oh, than okay. who is in it. Fair point. Yeah, yeah, Fair yeah. point. <laughs> 
So FIDO, the FIDO Alliance's stated mission is to develop and promote authentication standards that help reduce the world's over-reliance on passwords. So they were founded in 2013 and they spent the last decade working on login systems that would kill the password once and for all. Last year, uh, Microsoft, Apple and Google all signed up to the FIDO2 authentication standard created by the Alliance. And since then, all three of these tech giants have launched some iterations of sign-in with passkey on certain devices or platforms. They're mainly delivering it to developers at this point, which is why Apple announced it at their developer conference. Google have launched it to developers as well with the intention that over time, hopefully more and more app and website developers will integrate sign-in with passkey alongside sign in with your traditional password and then eventually the password will fade into oblivion. Now, the important thing to understand though is that these are device-centric identification. Can you just explain what that means? Yes. So right now most of our authentication is platform or website-based authentication. We go on facebook.com and we authenticate ourselves on that platform. Yeah. Passkeys change that a little bit we'll be authenticating ourselves on the device that we're using to access the internet or whatever else rather than on the the website itself. So we'll be authenticating ourselves on our iPhone and then going to facebook.com and the iPhone will be telling Facebook, already authenticated, open it up. And what that will mean then, Sasha, is once we've authenticated ourselves once on our iPhone, we'll have access to everything on our iPhone. We won't have to log into each individual app or anything like that. But it will mean that if we then go to a different device, we'll have to authenticate ourselves again. Sometimes if we're using the same browser on our computer and our phone, that login will carry over because Google will carry it across Chrome. But that won't work because it will be device centric rather than platform centric. Okay. I can hear how this might be an improvement in many ways, but I think there's some more things there that I want to dig into. And of course, Alec, my worrywart brain is concerned about the security risks. So let's talk about that in just a minute. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Smithers, what's my password? I have lost my password. What's your password? Password. Welcome back to The Dive. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Alec Renahan, and we are talking about the death of the password. Not something that we thought we'd be talking about, but it's pretty fascinating what's happening in this space. But Alec, this isn't the first time that someone's tried to do this to the password. Yeah, that's right. Bill Gates predicted in 2004 that the password would slowly die. And there have been a number of different proposals in the years since. The University of Cambridge has looked back at two decades of proposals for alternatives to passwords and assessed them on deployability, how businesses and individuals could 
use them, set them up. And basically they found that every offered alternative did worse than the traditional password. Probably not worth going into all of them because none of them are going to exist in the uh, (laughs) new world of pass keys. But yeah, look, this has been a decades long effort and the password to this point remains undefeated. Okay, so you talked a little bit about what Fido is proposing this time. Why do you think it's going to succeed where others have failed? Well, number one, because Apple, Microsoft and Google are putting their weight behind it. Mm. <laughs> They're big giants. Where, like, you know, that's the Goliaths of the tech world. <laughs> yeah, where they uh, decide things together, the rest of the technology industry will often follow. But I think inherently passwords are a suboptimal solution for security. And the key reason being is the burden is put on the user rather than the technology or the device. And we are the weak link in the chain, to put it bluntly. And as much as possible, if the device can be in charge of security, can be in charge of authenticating us and then managing that security, that is a better and more secure option. The weak link in the chain, I mean, I don't want to name names in my own life, but I think we all know someone whose way of keeping their passwords safe makes you stressed just by seeing it, like whether it's all written down in a little book or in their notes or it's all the same word. It's like you just go, oh, you're just one step away from a massive identity hack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that changes in a world of passkeys. In Fido's passwordless world, we are the password. And yeah, (laughs) because it is our face, it's our fingerprint. Over time, it might be our eye scan. And you can't steal a password if the password doesn't exist. So, Alec, we joked about the Mission Impossible style, like hacking off your finger before. I mean, joke is a strong word. It's not that funny, actually, if that happens. But are there still security risks? Like, is there a genuine everyday threat that we should still be aware of? Yeah, there still are security risks, uh, short of fingers being chopped off. Um, uh, (laughs) How we got there, I don't know, but, you know. (laughs) I think the biggest one is, and there's a slight irony in all this, when you first need to set up your Apple ID, let's say say you buy a new phone or a new computer to set up your passkey with your face or your finger, you still need to put a password in to first log into your Apple ID. So the death of the password may be a little premature, it may be a little overstated if you need to put a password in to then set up your passwordless entry. And it doesn't completely eliminate security issues. There will still be ways to, I guess, spoof and authentication, you know, say that a user has authenticated their finger or their face or whatever. Um, There will always be security vulnerabilities. But I think the overwhelming consensus from the cybersecurity industry is it just massively raises the bar for hacking. It makes it a lot harder to get access to people's devices and people's platforms, and that is a good thing. So I'm on board. I think this is a great idea. What is stopping this happening everywhere? Yeah, so as I said earlier, Microsoft, Google, and Apple have launched it to their developers, and developers have to embrace this as a solution because as much as those three companies own the platforms in many cases, if they're authenticating our identity but their websites or the apps that they're then communicating with 
don't take a pass key and still want a traditional password, then we still need to use a traditional password. So the big question will be how the websites and apps embrace this new technology. The other challenge is interoperability. You know, not everyone is just purely in Google's Android ecosystem or Apple's iOS ecosystem. And so there will be a bit of friction if people are, you know, using an Apple iPhone and then a, you know, Lenovo laptop was the example I was using earlier. But it's not a massive point of friction. And that is kind of the reasoning behind the FIDO alliance to get these big technology companies to agree on standards and to make this technology interoperable. But Sasha, one thing to leave you with, this isn't going to slow down the adoption of the passkey. In fact, if anything, it will speed it up. But here's a way that it's going to suck for us. Oh, no. It's going to make password sharing obsolete. You know, take Netflix, for example. They're trying to cut down on password sharing because that one person has an account and they pay for it and then they give their username and password to six people. If all of a sudden Netflix adopts this pass case standard, then each account is going to be tied to those like biometric authentications. It'll be like Sasha's account is authenticated with Sasha's face or Sasha's finger not Sasha's password that she can give to everyone else. So it will slow down and eventually stop password sharing, which ironically will actually speed up its adoption, I imagine, because companies like Netflix and Disney are going to love it. Yeah. So hypothetically, if I was in a group of family members who all shared passwords so that we paid for one streaming subscription each and didn't have to bear the brunt of four different ones, that might suddenly be a way of the dinosaur. Yeah, or if we were a small media startup (laughs) that sometimes had one login to an account that many of us used for whatever reason, uh, that is going to become difficult as well. Seems like a real shame for those hypothetical people who (laughs) might have that problem. (laughs) Yes, I feel sorry for them, whoever they are. (laughs) Yeah, well, on that note, maybe I'll go think about the future of my internet use um we might leave it there for today look if you're enjoying the dive get in touch with us links are in bio tell us what you want us to look into next and one small favor to ask from me and the rest of the team and that is please send this to a friend send it to someone who you think might enjoy it word of mouth is the best way for us to get in front of new ears and we really really appreciate you being our ambassadors alec thanks so much for joining me today thanks sasha until next time you have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.